listeners, I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts and community leaders to help raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about mental health and well-being topics. Today, we are delighted to welcome Julie Smith of the SAM Foundation to our program. Julie, welcome, and please share a little bit about yourself with our listeners. Hi, thank you, Irene. Um, Yes, my name is Julie Smith. I am from a small town in Alabama called Fort Payne, uh, but I've lived here in Georgia for about 20 years now, Um, now here in Alpharetta. I have three lovely daughters and I do it all alone. So, and I have a a foundation called the Sam Foundation with my sister. um, And that's what we do most of the time. We are working our foundation. Wow. Three children, three daughters, nevertheless, um, and a a full-time job because we all know nonprofit work is not just eight to five, is it? So my hat's off to you, Julie, for all that you do. So tell us a little bit about the SAM Foundation. I've been very fortunate to hear a little bit about the story and the incredible people behind it, but could you share that story with us? Absolutely. Um, yes, as you talk about nonprofit work, it is, uh, it is very difficult because we're a small staff and we all wear multiple hats, even though we have a title, that title encompasses many, many things. So um, it's, it is very interesting work, that is for sure, um, but very rewarding. Um, the Sam was my um, brother, mine and my sister's brother, and he died by suicide in 2002. Um, I was actually, uh, when he died, I was actually in the hospital giving birth, uh, to my firstborn. Um, I had, I had already given birth to her though, but, uh, and spoken to him that day and I, and his death, um, happened maybe around, um, you know, 10 hours or so later. Um, oh. so, so that was obviously very, very difficult, uh, being in that space and time of, uh, you know, just giving birth and had even spoken to him that day of giving him the, the, um, you know, measurements or, or forget what all that's called if she's 19, sure. um, <laughs> the, her inches and her weight and all of that good stuff and her name. And he had actually jotted it all down. And, um, but, uh, on that same piece of paper, he, um, wrote goodbye um, to everyone later that evening. And my mom was in the room with me. So of course, you know, uh, it's, it's just a very traumatic and awful thing. Tragedy, of course, suicide that happens to a family. And unfortunately we had to live through that. Um, it took us quite a while really before, um, you know, we could wrap our heads around what happened to us as a family. Mm -hmm. Um, my sister and I were both, you know, in the middle of having and raising little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do believe there was a bit of shock and, and you know, involved for, for quite a while. Um, and when we were finally able or in a place where we thought we could do something about this tragedy, um, it was actually several, several years later. 
and I honestly don't believe I ever grieved and really understood anything about suicide, about my brother's death, uh, about um, our, our, the tragedy that happened to our family. I didn't understand it and, and fully process it and grieve it until we started the foundation. Mm. So, um, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm very much a person that's, you know, um, just intuitively and in just on my own outside of my work, a person who wants to heal and has always been on that journey of making sure I do my personal work to heal based on whatever has happened to me in life in general, childhood or adulthood. It, and you can never, sometimes it, you know, it just comes at you and you can't avoid it. And so it's always been very important to me to, to do that. So um, the foundation was a part of that. It was mm-hmm. a part of, um, of not getting lost in the, in the sorrow of, uh, of his death and, and what it did to our family and, and instead trying to prevent it in others, other families. Um, it, is a, it is a way, a true way of, of grieving, honestly, after yeah. working with my therapist for, for a while, it's, it's, you, can, you can go two ways. You, can, you could either get lost in it and mm-hmm. maybe truly not recover, or you could do things like we do um, and, and it doesn't just have to be in this situation, like, you know, by giving back in a, in a, or with an organization, but that is what that represents to us. It's, it's a, a grieving process that is, um, that where we w- walk through it, but yet we're giving back at the same time. Like that's how we can handle this tragedy is by knowing that we are helping others, others yeah. uh, prevent it in, the, in theirs, at least hopefully. And then we, and we decided to do that after much research. And when we began to, uh, form the foundation, we realized that um, the problem had gotten much, much worse, that there, mm-hmm. you know, nothing was, the statistics weren't changing, there weren't, um, there were, you know, the, it kept the statistics worse, you know, it was one every 18 minutes, and it was one every 13 minutes, and it was, now it's one every 11 minutes. Wow. So um, we knew we had a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, started doing all of that research and realizing that education was the piece where we felt we could give back and where we could get involved in the communities by providing <clears throat> vital, <clears throat> sorry, crisis intervention training and um, prevention trainings as well um, into our communities and attempt to do that at a very low cost, if not uh, mm-hmm. no cost. So that is, that is what we do. Wow. That is how and why we began and and also Sam you know it's his name of course but Mm -hmm. I also wanted it to um, reflect uh, the community that what we do the community of uh, uh, suicide prevention and so we came up with suicide awareness means dot 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 hope Mm -hmm. so that's 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 what we came up with ah excellent so is it fair to say, Julie, that the Sam Foundation raises awareness of suicide, but perhaps more importantly, prevents it by offering these educational and awareness opportunities to the public? Absolutely. Now, of course, we're giving you a very small snippet of what we do because, yes, we, we want to, um, and most importantly, raise awareness so that the stigma of mental illness and suicide, just speaking the word suicide, it becomes more comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. And the conversation is more attainable by all community members. And, and it's, it's, there's just removing that stigma. Yes. It's, a, it's a big part of what we do by um, all of our events. I mean, we have 
two walks coming up soon and we work in Alabama as well. And, and in Alabama, we have two uh, community members in different areas of Alabama, even one in Birmingham and one in uh, um, our hometown of Fort Payne, where they're just doing awareness walks where they have decided to um, do this for us. It's a way for us to also uh, raise awareness for our foundation and raise funds, but also, um, you know, why I love how AFSP does uh, out of, names their walks out of darkness is because mm-hmm. it's, it's, we're coming, coming out of the darkness to, to speak about what, what society has deemed unspeakable. Right. So, um, so that we're absolutely about awareness as well as, as education, but education and, and, um, different areas, you know, like crisis intervention is, is very different than, than prevention. And, and then we also have what we've actually just started uh, bringing on posts as well, where, where postvention can become prevention because um, handling um, the aftermath of the suicide is, is very important, you know, making sure we are handling it properly. And, and, and we're still all learning this, you know, this mm-hmm. is a new program that we just learned for, for, through the state, through the state of Georgia, through um, department of uh, DBHDD uh, with Erin mm-hmm. Conway, our, our suicide yes. specialist of um, Georgia. So we, the Sam Foundation also participated in um, a post-mention class so that we can also provide that training to um, members of the community or, or organizations really that would be interested in our post-mention uh, sponsored through the state and of the Sam Foundation too as well. Okay. So. So, wow, a lot. How many people yeah, would you so say far. the Sam Foundation touched in uh, last year in 2021 through your trainings? Um, and I know like so many yeah. other organizations, right? You had to figure out how to provide things virtually. And there's probably yes. um, a mixture of virtual and in-person events at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's probably easier to say who we've reached overall because we were just looking at that not too long ago and how, you know, one year we probably had like uh, pre-COVID that uh, 2019, we reached probably 2,000 people in in our trainings. Mm -hmm. Now that has significantly reduced, but that was, um, we were doing a lot of, you know, big um big trainings for QPR where we would have, Mm -hmm. you know, a large number of attendants. Uh, um, So but this past year, you know, we probably reached at least by, you know, 300 at this point up okay. until now. Yeah. Um, um, but it did drop off quite a bit, but we've, and in general, it's been around 6,000 people though, in the past five years that we have reached in one way or another, um, through some, an awareness event or an educational training. Ah, excellent. Wow. Thank you for the work, man. So important. Oh, you're, uh, and one very important note to to that as well is that we truly reach or attempt to reach every member of the community. So mm-hmm. not um, just one population. We want to reach the average community member mm-hmm. um, with, you know, just moms and dads and yeah. um, coaches and, and whomever, like hairstylists, bartenders, like wh- yeah. whomever is willing to be educated on this important topic, as well as. Uh, first responders, school counselors, uh, police officers, nurses, um, that those level of, of professionals in the community, and then up to uh, mental health professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to me to, to provide that mental health professional training. And, and since we started, um, you know, about five years ago, we, 
at the time, um, about 50% of mental health professionals were not comfortable taking a suicidal individual. So, um, you know, in that time in suicide prevention, you know, we're, we're training and we're, we're teaching you how to crisis intervene, but yet we're, we're realizing that at this, the part, big part of that process is referral. So once we get to that referral process, if we can't find competent uh, professionals that are, you know, they just would take them off, you know, send them somewhere else. And we were like, this is a, this is a big issue. And, and that only 50% are comfortable taking a suicidal individual. So we work with Tony uh, Watson. He was, uh, works with Zero Suicide. He's a master trainer in um, all of these. You actually met him and he, yes. he did the assist training at Percop. He's excellent. So yes. he's the one who um, intro- introduced us to AMSR, um, assessing and managing suicide risk in patients. And they have like four different uh, levels of training now for that. And, um, and making it just a real goal, a real priority to reach our mental health professionals across the board. We're talking inpatient and outpatient uh, substance abuse, as well as support staff. So those, those trainings are really important to me and they're now required. This just, just occurred in this past um, year when it comes to mental health professionals being required in the state of Georgia. And that okay. of course, every state is different. So yeah. depends on where you are, but now we are uh, required to have some um, training the mental health professionals, which is excellent. Um, so absolutely. An excellent move forward. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So Julie, you mentioned in terms of all the different types of folks that you're trying to reach. And I mean, really it's anyone who serves people, right? In some capacity, um, which is just about mm-hmm. everybody. But you mentioned um, parents, caregivers, coaches, community coaches. And I'd like to, this is a common question that I receive from people. When should I be concerned about a loved one in my life? Whether that's a child, um, a a spouse, a, a parent, another family member. And you probably get that question a lot too, Julie. Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's a big part of what we cover in our training. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a huge part of it, which is why it's so important that everyone um, get trained in some way or another. So we all know our loved ones the, the best, even, even if it's um, someone you don't know super well. Once you're trained in these uh, very important trainings, you would be able to learn when you need to be concerned. Mm -hmm. So if it's someone that, you know, then I would say that you're going to realize when behavior is starting to change. Um, And then you have to look at if behavior is starting to change, then you look at it and look at it as a, with a holistic view of their entire life. What's going on with them? Is it just, you know, an isolated incident of stress and, you know, something going on in their life? Or is it compounded with multiple factors of risk factors that you know are, are going on in their life, mm-hmm. um, you know, such as major, major changes in their life, maybe a financial crisis, maybe, uh, um, maybe they're in, in trouble with the, you know, legally somehow, maybe they're going mm-hmm. through a divorce, maybe they've had a death in the family, especially by suicide. Like um, 
All of these are going to be uh, risk factors, some clues, some warnings that you need to look at and, uh, and, um, and evaluate if, if, if things look different right now and I need to step in and truly ask the question, are you suicidal? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we go, in, we go into great depth, even as, even in something as simple as QPR, which is our very simple, basic training of suicide, of crisis, suicide intervention. Um, you will learn a lot of, a lot of this information, learn these warning signs and these risk factors as to when I should actually, uh, intervene. Mm-hmm. And then I always, always, always say, uh, when in doubt, uh, go, go for it. Like Uh, over, ask ask the question, like, even if like, if in, and I I would even say, if you're asking, when should I, uh, because you're already concerned, then you already, you already should, you you should, you should, yeah, you should already be talking about it. And, and honestly, if we are all talking about it in our families and in our just regular conversations at dinners and with, with lunches about mental health, about suicide, about, um, these things, then, um, then they, it, it will be easier to intervene because I, I, I truly believe that, um, uh, we will have less people get to the crisis. That will mm-hmm. be because the, the point is, is, is talking about things earlier so that you are, um, don't get to the point of, of a crisis. And when we are uh, more comfortable talking about mental health and mental health issues and the stress in our lives and the, and, and the suicidal thoughts I might be having, um, then there is no crisis. You know, there's, right. you're, you're, a, you're able to take care of things yes. before that ever gets there, you know, right. enter counseling sooner and, and addressing things way sooner when we just, that's the whole point of the awareness and getting rid of the stigma is, is that we can avoid Right. Ever, ever having to ask the question. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Does it's that, like, does just, that help? Yes, I mean, I could, definitely. I, I, no, I think that's great. You know, I'm, and because, I'm thinking well, just, well, just like we scan ourselves for our physical, um, you know, do, um, I'm not feeling well, well, do I have a fever? Um, you know, other things like that. Um, we need to be doing that same sort of work in our mental, with our mental health too, right? Absolutely. And I've, I've also been so pleased to see in the past few years that at um, your primary care physician, even you hope a lot of them, and hopefully everyone who's listening, theirs are doing it as well, but a lot now days are doing a, a screening. Like when you yes. come in, they're not just doing a physical screening, they're doing a mental health screening of, of you're checking off the box. How have you, you know, been depressed lately? Or, you know, I can't exactly remember exactly how they're asking but, the yeah. questions, but, mm-hmm. um, but they're, they're doing a mental health screening now in these uh, primary care visits because truly, um, and this is something else you will learn that uh, in our trainings, that a, a suicidal individual or someone who is experiencing suicidal ideation or even having communication, suicidal communication, they have, um, th- those who have completed suicide have generally speak about 80% of them have gone to see their primary care physician or a counselor or someone about 60 days prior to their, um, to them completing suicide. Wow. So wow. we know that. Yeah. And so that's why certain, certain uh, measures can be taken and they have started to to be taken such as a mental health screening in the in primary care physicians offices mm-hmm. when you come in 
Right. So these are, these are great progresses that we're all absolutely. Um, I have a 19 year old son and I recall when I, before he drove um, and would go to his annual um, visit with the pediatrician, you know, there was that gold sheet that was a mental health screening. And, you know, I would kind of look over his shoulder as he was filling it out, but you're right. Julie would talk about depression Um, your friend circle? Do you have people that you can go to, um, you know, family members or teachers and those other sorts of things? And it's, it's so good. I think that the, um, the healthcare industry is looking at that and not just like, you know, okay, this teenager is presenting himself and he's going to need these two booster shots in order to be able to go to college or whatever, but really looking at the whole person. So, yes, absolutely. absolutely. And we're doing that in Georgia as well. I know we, we passed the HB uh, th- 13 bill. 10, 1013. Yes. 1013. Yes. And th- that um, will hopefully help us uh, also treat mental health uh, uh, with the with same that parity. As, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So we are making lots of progress and I'm, yes. I am, I am thrilled, but um, I do one thing I always say is why I'm so exhausted is because until we, until we have a, a St. Jude's for mental health, mm. I, I, I really won't think we are done. You I'm know, done. like that's, yeah. yeah, that's, that to me is, and I, and I put it out there, I'm putting it out there all the time, just like right now saying mm-hmm. it, I'm putting it mm-hmm. out there because it can't happen with our little organization. It has to happen with, with several on board with several, several people dedicated to, um, something that important, because I I think it would be astronomically uh, huge if every person that's going through some sort of mental health crisis can just walk into the facility and know they're going to get the best treatment and they're going to be taken care of and their family is going to be taken care of. And no one has to worry about it because the, one of the biggest stresses of, of, uh, and challenges of mental health is, is the treatment. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's obvious why you have so much going on because um, all that the Sam Foundation is doing, Julie, and again, thank you for this important work. How can people find out about your foundation and the offerings that you have both virtually and in person? Well, our website, of course, would be the best place to go to, in order to do all the things to, to, to join our newsletter so that you can be up to date on um, when our trainings come out just through your email. Mm-hmm. Of course, our social media is, is on there as well so that you can join that and be up to date on another way for our events and um, trainings through our social media. Um, as well, and our and our foundation is, I mean, our website is uh, samfound.org, S-A-M-F-O-U-N-D.org. Um, so just on there is a wealth of knowledge. We have our, our resources, just even just information about suicide, information about us and our foundation, and then um, the different edu- uh, educational trainings that we provide um, would Excellent. be the best. Yeah, I would Thank definitely- you. And then you are working so hard in Georgia and your sister is working as hard in Alabama, correct? Yes. Yes. We, she, she lives there and tackles that. We've actually, um, 
had a lot of work to do in Alabama and are pretty integral as well in their, in the creation of the suicide prevention network of Alabama. Um, There wasn't a lot going on there. Um, Still, still struggle, but we, we're in, like I said, we've been a big part of lobbying and advocating for um, change there comes to funding. And we, it was working out of, of one grant, the Garrett Lee Smith grant, which actually, you know, is here as well. But um, they had a, a Alabama had a portion of that and it has it's gone. And, and there's like literally no uh, suicide prevention funding funding in Alabama. Wow. Um, so it's it's constantly, you know, there's just, again, just a lot of work to do now. Now, with yes. the new COVID funds and everything, I haven't got an update on what's happening there. But 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 there is a lot of, you know, we, we do have a great representative there, too, that's put like four uh, mobile crisis units throughout the state. So mm-hmm. so there there is movement going in the right direction. Um, but I, I do say that Georgia is it's doing well um, just mm-hmm. based on what I, I know from other states. Um, oh, okay. we modeled it, we modeled it actually after Tennessee and a little bit of Georgia, they have a great, uh, suicide prevention network, um, there as well, dividing the state up into regions and working together. And we kind of do that here in Georgia as well. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Well, Julie, as our time together draws to a close, is there something that I didn't ask you that I should have, or that you want to share with our listeners? Oh goodness, no! I like to be asked questions, um, but <laughs> that's fine. But this is I a do, no I, stress environment. <laughs> but I do love to just always uh, share love and hope, and hope that everyone is loving each other, and and you know having open communication and having your person um, to always go to. I just. And knowing that we're always here as well, uh, if you ever need anything, um, my all of our information is on our website. I mean, people call me and text me all the time. I would love to come and if you ever um, have an awful tragedy happen, I, I would please call me because I, I would love to sit with you and hold your hand and let you know that um, although you'll never be the same again, um, the sun will come up tomorrow. Mm. and you will get through it one day at a time mm. wow. it's still it still affects me to yeah the day. I'm, I'm, I I can only imagine truly so well thank you and thank you to your sister and with all that you both have going on um, I hope both of you practice some self-care and do what you need to do to take care of yourselves as you are constantly taking care of others and I must admit, I, I will share this before I close us out. I looked at the clock and realized that during our time together, Julie, we have probably lost two people to suicide in our time together, which is very sobering, right? So it, it's heartbreaking. It, it, it is. Honestly, you can't um, do that that often because I, I it's, it's heartbreaking. But when you yeah. said that about the, to the self-care, I actually just had acupuncture a few, a uh, couple hours ago. It is okay. very important. It is very much an intentional uh, process in order for me to survive. And I do, uh, that's another thing I hope everyone is doing as well to stop and breathe and, and realize it, I, there's so many times, so many people are suffering um, when they're going through so many traumatic and horrible things. 
sometimes it's, you got to get through the next 30 seconds. Yes. Um, And, and that's, and that's okay. Right. Okay. And then you can say, you know what, I made it through that. Now I'm going to try to make it through the afternoon. And then Mm -hmm. that, that, that's my Mm -hmm. goal for today. So. Well, absolutely. There's been times where I was like 30 minutes at a time where I, and I, and I, and I was, and that was, that's how I got through Yeah. So, um, Julie Smith listeners with the Sam foundation doing amazing work. We will drop the website in the show notes and share some other great information. Julie, thank you so much for spending time with us today. And thank you for what you do here in Georgia. Um, very much. Well, Irene, thank you so much. And thank you for what you do here in Georgia with Cobb Collaborative. It is just as important and vital. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for partnering with us. It's, it's, it's crucial. Thank you. And listeners, thank you for tuning in today. And to be sure that you don't miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our Mind Your Mind Speaks podcast. Also, we ask that you leave us a review on Apple. Until next time, remember there is no health without mental health. Please mind your mind and keep an eye on the loved one.